the internet goes on to tell us what are <laughs> the internet. <laughs> okay. the easel today you are here with Catherine moore and sky becker yamakawa hi Catherine. hi sky what has been on your mind what has been on my mind yeah oh my gosh it's just been it's been so much let's see we've had <laughs> no we've had the polka dot raven mockingbird lane stuff i've had various shows like in between them like i've, I've had the smorgasbord show i've had the show at helvella which was based on Lovecraft and Edgar Allan Poe. Then there was the Crazy for Cult. So it was a very busy September. <laughs> and yeah, it sounds like it. A few weeks lull in gallery shows, but they're going to be coming up again. Gearing up for the new round of shows coming up. So I'm like, I think this is this week. I'm just like, okay, just take a beat. Mm -hmm. Just kind of like doing some initial sketches and stuff like that, but nothing real clear of what's coming up. But you know, keeping myself busy. So that's good. So how about you? What are you doing? Or what are you focused on this week? I just had to do a couple pieces. The gallery had a size and material requirement. They had to be small, mm -hmm. like five by seven, and it had to be on paper or something very light. Oh, so I don't usually paint on paper. And I don't because I do water medium, mm -hmm which you do sometimes. Right. And I don't like when the paper warps or bends at all. Right. I used this product called acrylic paper by Strathmore. Really? With a linen blend. <gasps> yeah. Have you heard of that? I have not. Is it nice? It's really nice. It comes in a 12 by 12. So I cut it down and I taped it and gessoed. And then I painted on it after it was gessoed. It's still sort of curls at the ends mm -hmm. but it doesn't bubble or wrinkle and I was very careful with the amount of water I tried not to use water to thin the paint you know I just tried to use very fluid paint mm -hmm. yeah it was a new experience and of course I had to be mindful because the pieces were so small that I didn't spend an exorbitant amount of time on them right <laughs> You had to make them make them quick. I know it's it's sometimes it's like harder to work smaller. It really is. It's harder to work smaller and to be using different types of materials. I think everything when you have to do that, you have to focus more on the planning stages. And even the best laid plans tend to go awry. <laughs> oh, completely, completely. Yeah. I'll throw that yeah. one out the window. It's fine, but it's a good learning experience. <laughs> it is keeps you on your toes. <laughs> Okay, well, we will be right back to talk about beauty in art. Hello, and welcome back. Today, we are going to talk about beauty in art. Catherine, I'm going to ask you at the beginning, and then I'll ask you at the end after we discuss and define everything. Okay. okay. So how important do you think beauty is in art? Well, I guess that would depend upon what you think beauty is. To me, beauty can be described as something that aesthetically pleasing, but that's also in the eye of the beholder, right? Right. I really tend to gear more towards something dark, like dark themes or even color palettes or 
something like that, which I was like, oh, wow, that's really beautiful. Whereas someone else might be like, oh, that's hideous. (laughs) I can't. Definitely. Yeah. I think that you almost have to define beauty to even talk about it. That's what I started to feel like when we talked about this topic as being one of our topics to discuss. I thought, yeah, I mean, we're not talking about a psychological concept of do you feel beautiful, right? Right. A little bit different. And then when I looked it up, I saw that there was 500 page essays on beauty in art. (laughs) Right. How important is that? Because some people really like to depict the grotesque, right? Right. And there's a reason for that. But I think you can also find beauty in that as well. Right. But it's like, are we talking about beauty as the standard society damp beauty type of thing? (laughs) I don't know. Right. So there have been a lot of parameters and definitions given to the concept or statement of beauty and art. So what is the definition of beauty? Just beauty, not beauty and art. And what I found was the Oxford Dictionary's description says it's a combination of qualities such as shape, color, form that please the aesthetic senses, especially the sight can only tell us so much about the role or pertinence of beauty today. In the context of art, beauty is the gauge of successful communication between participants, the conveyance of concept between the artist and the perceiver. That's not even remotely related or close to to what the dictionary definition is. I mean, Now we're talking about the point that the artist is trying to make in this piece. Is that being conveyed to the viewer? Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of big words, but... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, just that that wasn't the first definition wasn't even the definition of beauty in art. That was just the adjective of beauty. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. So then the second one was the beauty in art. So then the second is now that we found out beauty in art has nothing to do. (laughs) Right. With what you would normally think beautiful is, or I guess when you hear beauty, you think, I think pretty, Mm -hmm. but you don't necessarily use the word pretty. You don't say, oh, this painting is just so pretty. (laughs) Yeah. But well, if you look at social media, someone posts something and people like it. How many comments you get out? This is gorgeous. This is beautiful. This is pretty. Right. It's this whole array of things to have this other definition of it just being like, oh, well, we are just conveying this message. Right. I'm like, okay, wait, now I have to totally rethink this whole situation. Yeah. It's really interesting because it's breaking down the concept of beauty into characteristics. So we'll get into that. So it says, why is beauty? So you say next, okay, now we know what beauty in art is and it wasn't what we thought. Right. But why is beauty important in art? So without having to read a 700 page essay by, you know, Bartleby or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Beauty must be the highest form of expression and in turn, the highest aim of art and gives pleasure simultaneously to our senses, heart, and reason. Beauty is just an illusion. There is nothing called absolute beauty, but we think beauty is characteristic and harmonious. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> what you thought was beautiful is an illusion. Is an illusion. Yeah. And then that kind of carries over to you know, like what I was saying earlier is the whole cliche that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But I think that's true. It's like what one person finds beautiful may not resonate with anybody else. (laughs) Totally. Right. Right. I completely agree. But then the internet goes on to tell us what are (laughs) the internet, (laughs) what are the characteristics of beauty? This is where it got really interesting. 
because these are some basic concepts that you learn when you're learning how to make art in college. And you start to talk about like things like composition. There were seven that were listed. One was repeating shapes, patterns, and symmetry. Another was colors, especially colors that complement or enhance each other. Three was texture, both visual and physical, like thick impasto paint. Four was crops and composition. Focus the eye and keep the viewer's attention. Five was movement and flow to guide the viewer through the art. Six was correct or appealing proportions of figures and objects. And seven was presentation and framing. Mm-hmm. So all of those to me feel like they contribute to the aesthetics or the whole presentation of a piece. For sure. So to me, like what I'm seeing, like when I look at these characteristics, so good art is therefore beautiful art, no matter what it looks like? I guess that's a very good point. So good art is beautiful art. Yeah. yeah. No matter the subject matter, right? Right. Because it would appear that way. You want to do all those things. I think number five, movement or flow, isn't that composition? Doesn't that go into composition? <laughs> isn't that the point of creating the composition is to move the eye? Right. Kind of. You know, the composition, the whole triangle concept that they always talk about in the composition, whether it's an asymmetrical or or a symmetrical triangle, I think that could be it. If you, when you talk about cropping, then I start to think of more movement. Meaning right. that wherever you crop it, if you crop like a figure, you crop part of the figure off, then the eye will naturally move to where the figure leaves to wonder what, where's the rest? <laughs> what else? When we were in school, it was like your composition, it has to move the eye. It has to get to the focal point. And, and you always, you had like the, the golden spiral and you the, like, you know, the thirds and and all of the different, the high composition, low composition. And yeah, there's, there's a lot. Yeah, you're, you're right. We've entered into the definition of good art or mm-hmm. another concept or adjective that I've heard to describe art recently, which I think is probably going to take off is in good taste. In good taste. The art you're making in good taste. Meaning in terms of viewers being interested in purchasing art, is it done in good taste? It's a new art term that I've been hearing thrown around. Huh. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah. (laughs) Especially when you think about something like Margaret Keene, who recently passed. So sad. Oh, I know. When she first came out, they said that her art was kitsch and kitsch was considered at one point in very bad taste. Right. It was tacky. And so when they always said her art was so kitsch, I think in recent years, her art has been very well respected and people have looked at it as a time in history and interesting and the Right. And I think it brings up a lot of more questions. <laughs> yeah. More, more questions than answers, really. I think when I hear in good taste, I automatically think of being talked down to. Oh, that's in poor taste. <laughs> Almost like that Victorian era of you have to be proper. You know what I mean? That's like the connotation like I'm hearing when I hear in good taste. Right. In good taste, I think of like, Pearl necklaces and sweater sets. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all you know, you must be a proper lady. <laughs> right. Or maybe it's a term that's being used more on the East Coast. Oh, okay. Because I think what they're referring to more is tastemakers and the term influencers, that term is being moved out. Oh, okay. And other adjectives are being used to describe them or people who are deciding what's on trend, which is probably an outdated term at this point. <laughs> right. Right. 
I was like, I can't keep up. I'll be honest. I I just can't. (laughs) Well, so after describing going into the what and the why and the true definition of beauty in art, how important do you think beauty in art is now? I would say that should be the goal because if the point is to one, you have all the characteristics of beauty, which I would define as, you know, you want to have a good solid piece that's going to attract a viewer and attract the buyer. And if you are effectively communicating with them through your art. So you're getting your voice out there into the world and people are connecting with it and hopefully buying it. Then I think that that should be the ultimate goal. Creating in and of itself is great, no matter what. It's good for your mental health. It's good just to do it, whether or not it's considered good or bad. If you are a professional artist or you're trying to be a professional artist, then I think your end goal should be to have beauty and art if you want to have buyers for it. That's kind of how I'm viewing it. Yeah, I would agree. And that's interesting that you bring up because that's a topic that's been coming up in the art community a lot about the concept of creating art for yourself versus creating art to be purchased for somebody else. The generosity of creating art to be purchased. And those are two drastically different things. Mm -hmm. And I would agree, beauty is very important if you are trying to be generous with your art and contribute to society with it. If the end goal is to we were talking about to connect and have that successful communication between the viewer, then I think it's very important. But if you're just like creating for the sake of creating, because I just got to get this out, or, you know, I just want to make something for myself, then I don't know that it's as important. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, great. Well, that concludes our discussion on beauty in art. We will be right back with art news. Hello, and welcome back. Today, we have our art news segment, and Catherine, you found this article about the 151-year-old San Francisco Art Institute has closed for good after failed attempts to save the financially moribund school. Yeah. (laughs) Moribund? Moribund. Yeah. There's a word for everybody to look up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's, I read that. Oh, I didn't go to the San Francisco Art Institute. And that is not to be confused with the Art Institute of San Francisco, which is two very, very different things. The Art Institute, or is it the Academy of Art? That's another school. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so, so the Academy of Art is, that's where I went. Okay. Um, and a lot of our guests have gone there too. That's a separate school. And then there was the San Francisco Art Institute, which was a another this one was I think it was the oldest because at 151 years I'm I'm sure the academy isn't that old and then there was the art institute of san francisco and so if you've heard of the art institute and they these two always got confused the san francisco art institute and the art institute of san francisco yeah Art Institute of San Francisco was the AI schools, which is nationwide. If you grew up in the 70s or 80s, there was the Draw the Turtle Pirate or something else. Yeah, that's the Art Institute. I didn't go there, but I've not heard good things about the Art Institute. But the San Francisco Art Institute, I mean, it was a good school from what I've heard from people who attended. I remember going in there once. They had a Diego Rivera fresco from... The 1930s. Yeah, I didn't know that. I saw the pictures of it. It looks incredible. So you actually saw it in person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really cool. I think we went there, if I'm not mistaken, 
it was it was on I know it was on a field trip but I, I think it was for one of my art history classes we went and saw it we were talking about Diego Rivera that week or something we had gone to see it but yeah it was gorgeous it was a gorgeous mural that was there I was just sad I was like oh that's like just such an institution and it's like it's just another art place that's gone from San Francisco and I know that like they try to do a merger, I think, with, I, th I think it was with the University of San Francisco, was trying to do a merger with them, and that just kept falling through. I, I just don't think that the University of San Francisco could see how the Art Institute would be beneficial financially to them. Oh. Huh. For my understanding. Yeah, 151 years, and it's just like, oh. Yeah, it is. It's really sad. And I hope it is not a commentary on the Bay Area and how they feel about art. Right, right. <laughs> that yeah. we're losing this major art institute. San Francisco Art is 151 years and there isn't enough of a community or attendance, I guess, to help keep it alive. Right. And is that because there's other art schools or because art schools are so damn expensive now? I mean, they just are. Right. I have heard recently a lot of artists come forth and they went to an art institute or an art school and they can't in good consciousness encourage other people to do that because they are in such financial debt and you just don't earn enough as an artist no no it's <laughs> to pay yeah it off. and i know i'm i fall into that category i'm one of the ones that have said that you know we're not studying to be doctors or lawyers here right so paying upwards of $100,000 or more for your education to become an artist, it's, that's a hard pill to swallow. It is. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's part of it. But it also could be that there's a lot of competition. Yeah. I mean, that, that could be. It could be, you know, a combination of things. Right. And the Academy of Art where you went to, they have more than a few campuses. Oh, they have... A bazillion. Yeah. It's like, oh, they have a fleet of buses. Like, I'm not kidding. You. I sometimes would have classes down on Bush Street by Chinatown, by the entrance to Chinatown. That was the, the sculpture building. And then I'd have to go all the way out to the wharf for my perspective class because I had one down by the by Fisherman's Wharf. Wow. And then that to take a bus all the way back to go to the illustration building, which is on Powell Street. So it was like all over the place in just one day. Oh, wow. They had, I will say this, if you are from out of state or you've never been to San Francisco and you're a student there, you will learn the city extremely quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess because you were all over the city. Right. That's cool. That's really yeah. cool. The Art Institute, though, I will say they had a lot of famous people who attended there. They had they like, did. yeah, Annie Leibowitz, Ed Hardy. They had Jerry Garcia. You know that? Barry McGee, Kehendi Wiley. They all went there. Famous artists who taught at that school, like Ansel Adams, Dorothy Lang, Clifford Stills, Angela Davis, and Mark Rothko all taught there. To see that this place is closed, it was just, it just gave me like, I was like, oh, that's yeah, people can get an art education at any of the state schools, UC schools in the Bay Area, mm -hmm. as well as the Academy of Art. Yep, for sure. So there's there still is some art. Yeah. And then there's CCAs in Oakland. California Art of Crafts and Design. Am yeah, I it, used to right? be, it used to be California Arts and Crafts, and now they just changed it to art. Okay. California College of Arts, I think. I think they dropped the crafts. I think it's just art now. But yeah, but that's over in Oakland. So if you're in the East Bay and you don't want to commute to San Francisco, there is that option as well. Okay. 
Well, that concludes our art news. Where can we find you online, Catherine? You can find me at tncanvas.com. That's my website. Or on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, at tncanvas. Great. And I'm at skiesart.com or skiesartshop, S-K-Y-E, on Instagram. So as Kahinda Wiley once said, art is about changing what we see in our everyday lives and representing it in such a way that gives us hope. So on that note, stay safe and happy, happy creating! creating.